This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey everyone, welcome back again to another Shower Door Professionals live stream here on Wednesday evening. So glad that you could join us. Uh, it's getting to be a habit, you know. We come here and do this, and uh, it's awesome. So um, this evening, I'm really excited because we have a guest speaker. It's uh, Mike Kennard. Mike is going to talk to us a little bit about some secret info that I really can't tell you what it is, but I know that he can. So, um, hey, if you haven't joined us here in the call and you're in the Facebook group, you can just go ahead and click on the link that's in the description. It'll um, shoot you on over here to the call. And then I'll just um, see you and I'll let you in. And it'll be awesome. So, uh, hey, Mike, thanks again for joining us. Uh, I want to go ahead and just just welcome you to, to... kind of make this call your own um you can go ahead and share your screen and uh thank you give us the information that you you have all right this is an awesome opportunity i really appreciate it this is uh this is this is fun so what we're gonna walk through is i i run a company it started a good old covid company uh started in june of 2020 out of you know back against the wall uh downsized positions and and now was the time to to go uh, start my own company. So I'm, I'm helping scalable manufacturers um, in the building materials industry. Right now, my focus is with two different frameless glass railing systems, one driven a little bit more residentially and then the other commercial um, and um, helping them really uh, find a way through the supply chain. And I've worked in manufacturing of outdoor building materials for 22 years, uh, gone to market one step, two step, um, and, and done some, you know, international work and product development and the like. So it's, it's really finding these inventors or, um, you know, small businesses that want to do more and, and then helping them get there um, by, you know, marketing to the right audiences and leveraging out the, um, you know, the, the features and benefits that they've, you know, made in their, from their garage to, uh, you know, on their, certainly on their dime and, and help them come to market nationally and, and even internationally. So um, that's a little bit about me. And as we talk about the glass railing, and I don't know if anybody's on from overseas, I know the, the, the chat group that we have um, on Instagram gets pretty wide, um, but this is kind of a snapshot from, from some of the information that I've got on the North American um, size of the market for the glass railing. If anyone can tell me what percentage of this is interior versus exterior, I'll send you some cookies or something. I don't know. Um, because I, I don't have a good uh, a good answer on that, um, but I would love uh, love opinions as to to what this market is. So six billion uh, globally is is what uh, some studies are sharing on uh, the glass railing market, and then North America runs about forty percent of that, and it's growing um, you know seven eight nine percent six percent depending on what uh, markets you're looking at or what data you're looking at. Um, 
So the first one of the products that I'm going to talk about here today is a shoe rail, and and um, it's a it's a different shoe rail than it's it's not your father's shoe rail type of thing. Um, we've got a clamp that is not just pressing to uh, something together. It's it's I describe it more like a gear. Uh, because it's doing so much to help with the adjustability. It's very simple, um, but uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. So here's from, from more of the lumber side of the industry or like the, the home builder or the remodeling contractors. There, there's a couple publications that do a study every spring. They, you know, popular deck colors and siding colors, um, but also they had a railing session. And this out of all the different types of railing, this is what's driving 2023 and beyond. So number one, there was huge gains by aluminum, kind of the picket uh, railing that was taken over from the wood side of the business. Um, enhanced view is number two. So frameless glass, there's nothing better. And I'll go through something here that kind of shows the good, better, best for railing. Um, there's nothing that drives view the way uh, glass railing does and particularly frameless glass. Privacy, I, I think about, you know, having a, the technology that's in glass where you can have the smoke on off, um, you know, or just having shaded glass uh, to create privacy. Um, you know, we, we kind of kick, hit the nail on the head for all of these customization, darker colors. We've got dark bronze, matte black, um, customization, um, you know, personalization, all of these things can be done. The, the amazing things that I see on social for the last three years that I've been uh, now driving into the glass market, the customization is just endless, let alone personalization. Um, so, you know, a good time from a couple of different vantage points of, you know, why to be in glass rail. If you're currently not offering glass railing today, you know, why get into it? And um, so this is the other product that we're going to talk about here and start up next, uh, which is IG railing. So most people on this call from the industry are going to know what a spigot is. Well, my partner from Australia, one of the largest glass markets in the world, Australia, he cut a hole in the bottom of a spigot to fit an LED light and put that in and filed a patent on it. And we're bringing that to the North American market right now. And it's going really, really, really good. I had a couple of my distributors today that just said, listen, we just you know, virtually sold out. I know we landed a container uh, Tuesday, but we need to put another one on um, as soon as we can. So um, again, the frameless glass driving on that enhanced view, mix and match materials. You got stainless steel plus glass. We do a matte black for darker color. Um, you know, personalization, you can etch the glass or get a vinyl etch, um, acrylic put on to put your family crest on the glass. Um, you know, a lot of opportunity and then ease of installation. Um, glass or 12 millimeter or, or more for the Olivetra line. Um, you know, nine sixteenths and, and, and beyond is very, very safe. And then also low maintenance. So, um, you know, you may not be seeing some of the insights from the, the lumber, the uh, NHB and the NARI remodeling, uh, but this is, this is out of a magazine, a publication that, that really drives um, on that side of, the, of, the, of our construction industry. So, um, and then there's the split of commercial and residential. And, and to be honest, in, in a lot of different uh, search groups or research groups, uh, like Principia here is one of the largest, um, they're not tracking from the lumber side by any means, um, you know, um, where the, where the, what glass is doing in that space. But, you know, I want to share a number for you here. 
Anybody know what 181 million lineal feet looks like? To me, it looks like a great opportunity. Okay, so uh, you know, in the in the news, uh, we hear about interest rates, mortgage rates, and and certainly remodeling is impacted by that. Um, but you know, they like to spend their time talking about the national builders, the Lennar Homes and MI, and and all of that, and what they're doing from activity. But this 181 million lineal feet is an annual consumption rate of railing, all materials that's done every year in the US and maybe, yeah, in the US. And then here's even a breakdown of it, of where that product is going. So there's some small slice that's, uh, so 85% is single family, there's some multi low rise and then 2% uh, multi high rise. So the majority of this 181 million is, is lineal feet of residential railing. And that's one of the drivers that put me into this space um, and, and go after it because they've been, you know, staying away from glass and not having the best option when you know, um, as the previous study showed, that there's the number two in demand, uh, you know, trend is to enhance their view. And so this is kind of a history lesson here. I was working for Sherwin-Williams selling, you know, deck stains and, and uh, you know, semi-transparent stains in the 90s. And, um, you know, and then came around the composites and the vinyl and the aluminum uh, cable rail has been, you know, increasingly very, very popular in the last, you know, five, six, seven years. And I see the cable railing manufacturers trying to kit things and really manage that installation to make it easier, um, which is right driving a better view product, which is awesome for frameless glass because they're just further, they're widening the door of uh, you know the education factor that there's more out there than a traditional aluminum baluster and and even the even the metal balusters i mean 10 15 years ago the aluminum balusters were three quarters of an inch and then they went to half inch and now they're going down to quarter inch it seems like um, just getting thinner and thinner to try to minimize that look um, you know or minimize the obstruction of the view and and getting it out there so you know, there's a lot of a lot of businesses have sold on a good, better, best. Uh, back to my roots there at Sherwin Williams, we had right green can, red can, blue can. We had a good, better, best. What's your project? What's your application? Um, you know, what do you what do you need out there? And and I think it's sound, um, you know, a, a sound platform to attack. So the first one that we're going to take a look at here is illuminated glass railing, the IG railing. Um, that's the where I connected from this uh, Instagram group is is tied into that. Um, but this is you know this is what we're this is what we're chasing. This is the awe-inspiring, um, and and we got blue shown here. But we're actually running off a Wi-Fi controller, and and now there's virtually unlimited colors because it's got a color wheel on it that's touch on your phone. Um, so I can't even tell you how many colors we make because you know, it, it, it's nearly unlimited uh, the way that the phone app will allow you to blend on a dial um, to do that. So, wow. and of course we're using low iron glass to, to get that light to come all the way around the perimeters on it. So our product breaks down really simply. It's, uh, we've got our hardware spigots. We have matte black, we have polished stainless steel. This is all 2205 duplex. Um, the matte black is a AMA, um, you know, um, the standards for coating and exterior performance and, and the like. We've got a, a, a floral carbon based 
uh, powder coat that's going on the matte black. So we're doing a 10 year, 100% um, you know, warranty on that, and then a, a depreciating to 25 year life on the on the coating in the matte black, and then of course the polished is just polished. Um, you know, these two set screws are included. The base plate cover is included. Um, the the shims. The only thing that's not included is your structural fasteners that are going to go into the four holes into the base, um, which is three and three quarter by three and three quarter. And then in this inside is is actually the hole where the LED sits. So everything comes packaged up minus the structural fasteners in a box like this. And you know this is smart because we've got a, a line of stainless steel here that's several inches long. And that's where the fasteners are pushing into this versus having to have hold glass or the glass cut or have anything. Um, certainly you don't want to set screw, uh, you know, trying to tighten down on a piece of glass. So this, the size of, of this, if I can get my mouse to work here, is you know increasing the strength or the bite that's actually going on to the glass to get a strong hold. So the other components uh, for you know usual suspects here for um, hardware components is your your inline or your 180 connector, your adjustable, which also acts for in our world as as a 90. We just think fewer skews, um, you know, is easier to work with, and then our end clamp or D clamp. Um, going into it where we're going into, we've gone into brick where there's a, you know, eight by eight brick pillars or columns on a deck and we're going into existing, um, or maybe there's a, a cable rail uh, for the stairs that are going down and we need to tie into a, a metal post of some sort. Um, and working with a customer up in Lake Superior in Minnesota um, tonight, actually, who's going into, uh, you know, wants to tie it into the house and there's uh, steel siding on the house and, and they want to, you know, finish off that edge of the glass and, and make a really stout, uh, stout end or truncation to it. Um, and then we have top rail in both colors as well. And this is a uh, 316 stainless. Um, so not your typical aluminum. This is, you know, kind of heavyweight all the way through uh, for this system. Um, cuts well with an aluminum um, high, high toothed blade and then all the accessories to go along with it with the end cap and the inline joints. So that's all made of the same material. And then we get into our lighting package. And, and this is the, the inventor of this system and the patent holder of the system out of Australia. Um, he, he was a professional deck contractor uh, for, for 25 years. And you know, something that really irked him is getting materials shipped out to a job and you can't find this, you can't find that, the little pieces and parts. So everything that's required for a light system to do 16 spigots is included in this one little box. So that's plugging in 120 into the into an outlet. That's the um, transmitter that is, you know, talking to the remote control or the Wi-Fi unit, uh, the extensions, the main line, everything that you need um, to plug and play and um, and work in there. So we're adding a 10 light light kit and a 30 because our jobs are increasingly getting larger. And um, you know, people have only have so many outlets on the on the backside of their house for the deck applications that we're that we're chasing. So and then this is a little bit different. Um, and I'm I'm curious to the reaction here. Uh, you know, through a distribution model, we are um, we're actually importing uh, low iron glass in standard sizes. And 
you know, how that works is that, uh, you know, and again, we're, we're, we're tackling the glazing side of the industry. We're, we're, you know, working in, I should say, to the glazing side of the industry. And, and we've started with this product into the building materials industry, the lumber yards, if you will. Um, and, and these deck builders, um, they love standardization. Uh, they don't love, uh, they love standardization and they, they don't hate math. <laughs> so, uh, you know, knowing if, if anyone's worked with a system like this, a frameless glass, you typically are going to have an adjustable gap between the glass, depending on the layout, the sizing and everything else. So we're actually taking advantage of a variable uh, gap between the glass that we have to work with doing a, you know, a, a little bit of a complex formula, if you will, of the standardized sizes and then measuring out point A to point B and finding our options. And, and as I talk to people who are typically doing construction trades with a saw, I say that managing the gap is your saw. So we've got, you know, several hundred jobs across the U.S. in the last in the last year and a half or so. And uh, there's been one job where we had to get custom sized glass. Um, it was a you know unique project into a mountainside um, in Colorado, and there was only just so much we could do on a long run and maintain the consistent gap size. So we see increasingly as our you know as our uh, pool of, of of projects expands. Uh, with distribution that will will need more have more opportunities for customized glass, um, but we're we're making headway and we've got tools to use this system, um, you know if that's a choice. Certainly, it can also get fabricated glass, some low iron glass, um, you know, brought it to job site, and whereas we would just supply the hardware and the and the lighting system, we see that happening as well. Um, but for the most part, we're we're moving some at least into some channel um, into uh, into the lumber yards. Um, you know, did a couple of jobs, done a couple of jobs with this system with uh, my architectural glass. It, we didn't supply the glass, right? They they fabricated their own glass or D three and and um, you know brought it out and had fantastic results. And we're not doing stairs, so uh, right, you need a template just about for every set of rise and run. Um, so custom. Fabrication is certainly coming into play for, um, you know, for stairs on the system as well. So, and then, you know, the big thing is how do you get a load of two by fours and some glass out on a job site? Um, so we went to different lengths for packaging instead of having, um, you know, live edge and, and going on side of cars and A-frames uh, the way a lot is the way it's done in the glazing side of the industry. Um, you know, we went for a packaging, more of a warehousing type of packaging application where we've got corner guards, foam wrap, and then every single piece is, is wrapped up with cardboard individually um, in the standard sizes, you know, calling out the weight on the panel, uh, calling out the spigot placement on the panels. Um, because those have been some common questions is how do I span this thing or how do I put it in play depending on a 48 inch wide versus a 45 inch wide or a 36 inch wide panel. So, um, you know, this is what, this is a uh, project where we had, uh, you know, one or two sizes of custom glass, but we had this project brought to us from a contractor and we were able with some layout tools, we were able to lay out this and I'm kind of blocking myself, at least on my view on my screen, but we're able to lay out the majority of this, 
you know, weeks before material shipped for the contractor. So they had a lot going on. They had traditional, like a synthetic uh, composite decking. They had tile, they had concrete. They had a lot of different surfaces to, to you know, fasten into from the spigot side. And, um, you know, having a layout and having a plan of where sizes were gonna go and pre-drilling out spigots and measuring gave a lot of value to this contractor um, through some tools that we have um, to make this predictable. So we built some apps and um, yeah, we've got a couple of different versions of this now, but um, you know, this is in its simplest form, all of the factors for gapping, uh, measuring uh, length by the eighth of an inch to the standardized sizes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a regression analysis, essentially. It's a multivariate regression analysis from, from old economics 201 class. Um, but it's taking all these factors in based on how many inches you're putting in. And then it's giving all the different options based on our standard sizes and knowing that some of our connectors on a 90, uh, outside 90 degree corner, you're gonna lose about three and a quarter inches of glass where you don't need to cover glass because that, uh, that mechanism of the outside corner has to come in and has to fit. You can't just put right shoulder to shoulder or do a butt joint there um, you know, with two pieces of glass. So it takes those types of things into consideration. And then once we get a yield out a list, we can turn it into a secondary program, which is dropping it in and doing a layout tool of, you know, hey, I got 192 inches and, you know, that yields out to be a 45, three 48s, and then a 45. And I can drop this onto on a, on a website platform and, and hopefully even get this out to a contractor so that they know, you know, from the estimating side, what we had envisioned, because sometimes you're a step away from the contractor um, with a supplier in between. So these are some of the things that we're doing um, to, you know, make this capture that market share, that 181 million lineal feet, um, and, and try to make the product easy to buy. Um, you know, easy to estimate, easy to buy, easy to sell, all of those things is what we're working on. Um, and then this is some of the different things that we're bringing to market and uh, where you can find us. So our pizza box with a little sample inside, we got some 12 by 12 uh, glass and I can, uh, oh, and it's, this is, uh, <clears throat> sorry, this is a little bit of warehouse inventory. So this is what our, we're working with wholesale distributors. So I've got a wholesale distributor in California um, that is a location over by Sacramento and then down by LA. So they have warehouse with our product standard size, um, you know, stocked, ready to go, ready to ship on tomorrow's truck to new customers, um, you know, make it again, easy to buy to make that turn time uh, very minimal and, um, you know, be, be in the game right away. So that's the opportunity you get with standardization versus, you know, everything being a, a custom fabrication. What kind of testing have you done for your product? So we did uh, ICC, we did an AC 439. And, um, you know, a lot of the spigots out there are, are more of, of a fencing category. I've seen some with, you know, made from aluminum and, and the like, but we went with the 2205 duplex stainless steel and we have a ICC uh, report. It's ESR 4816. Sorry, I thought I had it on one of these. 
Yeah, and it's uh, and it's on our on our labeling of our packaging as well. So, um, so the AC four thirty nine and the AC ten, um, right? It's the four X safety factor. Um, you know, we we did the testing with connectors at the top, uh, but then there's different uh, and and we did very well on the performance of um, you know against the 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 lift, the push, the pull, all of those tests. Um, and, but then there's also the three tooth test, uh, where unless you have laminate glass, which this is currently using 12 millimeter, uh, you know, tempered, um, you're, you're going to need a top rail. So that's why we have the top rail depending on the jurisdiction. So, um, like I was in Chicago last week and in the city, you're going to either, you know, top rail and use 42 inch, um, or you're going to go, you're going to go laminate. And um, yet you get into, you know, Madison, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, you know, different markets. Uh, you can go, uh, dep again, depending on the building inspector, um, you know, and what, what they've adopted for standards uh, based on code standards. Um, you know, I've seen 36 inch uh, rail heights, uh, you know, with just the top clamp uh, going at the top for the inline connectors. What's the like, typical price for a pair of uh, like stainless steel, let's say, spigots? So the, uh, for the stainless steel spigots, you're looking at about, um, about 100 bucks a piece. So I usually say, and you know, a, lot of, uh, a lot of folks from the glazing side, like they, you, you, know, you know your cost on glass, whether you're you know, fabbing and polishing yourself or, or whether you're getting it from somebody close by. Um, you know, our kind of MSRP is a system, if you will, um, is lighting glass hardware. Um, and, and that's minus the top rail, but uh, if you want to put the top rail in, it's about $225, $230 a lineal foot. So that makes it I think easy. that's a pretty competitive um, rate. Um, and obviously that varies whether you're piled up with, you know, 24 inch panels because you're trying to turn a corner without buying curved glass or, you know, if you're maxing out with 48 inch glass, two spigots on a max span, your costs are going to go down. Um, you know, I've seen it as low as 165, depending on the project. How do you guys run cables through like uh, stone or concrete? Like how, how do you go about that? That was a million dollar question two years ago in, um, I went to the deck expo in Texas and I'm glad that we started at that show in Texas. Cause there was a ton of concrete work there. Um, talking to landscape and concrete, uh, you know, contractors, um, you know, they told me that we're just gonna, we're going to run a conduit basically underneath the slab, underneath the tile. We're going to get underneath there. We're going to mark it. Uh, we're going to make, uh, you know, we're going to drill holes that are obviously going to go through the surface uh, of the substrate and the concrete. Um, but then we're going to find an out underneath of it and we're going to run a chase essentially like a PVC chase and, and string it through. So you get them to write all your like tubes and wiring, I guess, to wherever you need it to be, or is that like, would that be on, uh, I'm just trying to understand like as a glazier, how would I sell this kind of job? Like, do I tell the landscaper, I need you to run these wires or I got to run them myself? I would, I would have them prep for it. Um, when I talk about the, the lighting system as it is, 
Um, I mean, it's a it's a 75 foot string like Christmas lights, if you will, that is ready to plug into 120, plug into a standard outlet. And it's just a matter of putting in a couple of, um, I don't know if you can see me or just the, uh, just the screen. Oh, we can oh, see you. Okay. So it's just, uh, it's, it's just plugging in a couple of different, uh, you know, four pin. Uh, it's, it's definitely something that you can do, but you want them to prep for it um, to, to get that going. Do you guys do any illuminated handrails? No, everything's coming up from the spigot. Can you show that example you have that you were showing me earlier? Yeah. So here's a here's a shot of the of the connections. Where are we here? So this is literally just I got the screw cap on there right now, uh, but this is just plug it in. There's even grips on the sides that you should plug it in to make sure you get the red to hit red and green to hit green and blue to hit blue. And there's even arrows. Um, and this is set up on the color, but this is the type of. And on the on the backs of houses where people have their their soffits or their eaves, I don't know if you can see a little bit of like the the kind of the rainbow effect, if you will. Um, it shoots up and 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 hits on the house um, in a real beautiful way. And you said we could customize the colors to like a UT orange, for example. Yeah. So there's um. So this is a. Uh, where am I? So this is a remote and a dial, yeah. but basically the same thing shows up on um, on an app. I think is even is even better. Um, a lot of these projects. I mean, I just we just got a quote um, for our distributor in Chicago. Uh, just took an order yesterday for 114 spigots. Right. If we average out four, three, three foot panels, that's a that's a lot of um, you know that's a lot of range and and running having the the transmitter you know has a on the remote has you know a decent amount of range um but if if you've got a you know 200 foot uh, uh railing out there you and you've got multiple light kits going out there then you got to kind of find each one and the app is just a lot easier to to run it because you've got wi-fi on your your whole house right so um being able to control it from that is just as easy and what's the warranty like? Does the warranty, I see 25 year, but I saw on the other slide, it was like one year. What covers or what's the typical lifespan of some of these? Are they going to be a hindrance like 10 years later to switch out things or not? No, it's, it's good LED light technology. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the manufacturer we're working with overseas has got a one year on it. Um, the first job that we did was in here in Minnesota, where I'm based out of. Uh, where we get right really cold and and also get you know nice and nice and warm and, and humid mm -hmm. in the summertime, and um, so the first job we did was installed in uh, like December twentieth of twenty twenty. Um, it was five degrees outside, um, and a we could get it all working together, but then it's been uh, it's you know it's gone through the seasonality um, you know since then. So it's a friend of mine where we did the install. I'm like. I'll cover whatever, but you can't turn your lights off. Like not during the day, not during night, like you're my test subject. And uh, we haven't pulled any lights out and he's added on, you know, 80% of the time for a couple of years now. So um, yeah, we're happy with the technology and, and, you know, the functioning of everything and, and haven't had callbacks through the supply chain. Um, and, and it's been good.
other comments out there or questions? Um, is, is this something that like general contractors are just going to do themselves and kind of cut the glass industry out of the loop? No, I mean, right now what we're seeing is um, opportunities on both. Like I was saying, uh, down in the Florida market. So I've got a wholesale distributor on the um, Olivetro product line, the shoe rail line, uh, Interglass Corp down in Miami. If anybody's familiar with them, uh, you know, they're moving wholesale, uh, wholesale glass to uh, fabricator contractors and supply houses. Um, and they're looking at bringing this in. Now, if I, if I X'd out from, you know, the supply side saying that, you know, you can't buy this unless you buy my glass, um, you know, then I think that's a, a threat to the glazing side of the industry. Um, but making it available and, and for, you know, uh, fabrication customers to be able to, you know, do what they want, just get their hands on the hardware. No, no different than if you got a fencing spigot um, today and, and bring it into that channel. When, uh, you know, I started with my experience on the deck side and the specialist deck contractors, um, you know, if you will, but as I moved more and more into the glass side, people asked about well, what about commercial? And then that commercial opportunity with the shoe railing allowed me to learn more about the entire industry. And, and I'm you know, sensitive of that to how to include uh, you know, both sides of we're in one industry construction, right? And how can we you know, participate in um, you know, servicing and serving um, you know, both sides, the glazing contractor, and then also the builder contractor. So I see an opportunity with home builders where I get specified. And, and I just did this last week in Miami, where a developer came in with a specification for our shoe rail system. And I immediately handed that to, um, you know, a supplier and installing supplier um, that purchases from the distributor. So I think it's how you approach it. Either you respect the supply chain and the core competencies of, you know, the, the different layers of your customers, which may not be transactional, uh, right? I'm, I'm selling these products, all of these products in bulk um, quantity, yet I work with contractors, I work with fabricators um, on the regular, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's respecting uh, everyone's craft and, and position in the supply chain. What cities um, in the U.S. do you see like that are purchasing more glass trailing in your opinion? Man, I had five jobs in Iowa last week. Like who, who, who thought Iowa was a, was a, was a big market? Um, and, and I'm not saying that's the biggest market. Um, you know, I don't have distribution on these products everywhere. Um, I actually were really at the early stage on these. Um, but the Chicagoland market um, has really blown up this spring uh, with, uh, with this IG railing system. California has been a very good market for us and is, is just ready to kind of blow the top off um, uh, as this week has been an indication of. Florida is still, you know, a, a huge market. I, I've never seen as much glasses when I go to the Florida market, um, but we're, we're seeing you know, national opportunities. And, and I say that 181 million lineal feet 
you know, from the residential side, um, if you look at the, the percentages here, I can break this out, but you've got kind of, you know, 30% of that or so here, 39% the Southeast, 38%, I think on the, uh, the upper, the Midwest, and then a percentage up in the Northeast. I'm happy to post this, um, you know, where you see the railing demand. And, and I think I'm trying to educate, um, you know, some people, some of the posts that I've made in the last two weeks on LinkedIn is I talk about frameless glass railing, hashtag frameless railing, <laughs> you know, uh, frameless glass. I mean, I, I'm just repeat, repeat, repeat on every post. And category shift is something I talk about um, because it's, it's coming, uh, a, a swell is coming, uh, you know, of opportunity. And, and there's other products than other than railing that a lot of you guys are involved in that helped that momentum. It's frameless shower doors. It's frameless windows. It's frameless, uh, you know, uh, there's a, there's a frameless doors. There, there's a lot of different products out there that have made the leap to go to frameless glass railing on the backside of your house or your balcony that much easier. Like you guys have done the work uh, you know, the industry here uh, has done the work to open up the door for, you know, yourself, ourselves, right, as an industry to be able to sell that forward um, and, and go back either whether it's a repeating back to a client where you installed a frameless, uh, you know, shower door six years ago. Uh, what do they have on the back of their house? You know, they're already prepped. They paid an extra $600 or $1,000 to, you know, get that just on two or three panels in the bathroom. Um, you know, why wouldn't they want to share that experience to watch their kids play in the backyard or catch out the sunset views or, you know, the hills, greens and water. Um, a, a very successful uh, brand manager told me that the, the pioneer of composite decking, the Trex company. Um, the, the brand manager said, if you don't know where to go, uh, driving your car, selling our composite decking, go drive to hills, greens, or water, and you'll find a customer. <laughs> All right. Outdoor living, uh, you know, they want to spend more time uh, living outdoors than doing maintenance and staining your deck and the like, but it's a, it's a pretty true statement for a lot of outdoor value added building materials. My concern was very much like Chris's concern about, you know, this becoming more available to the deck builders, which kind of cuts us out. So I guess my, my thought is that probably a good idea to pursue some of the lumber companies that specialize on decks and get uh, like for me, my name out, um, my company's yeah. name out for, uh, this product line. Um, you know, I'd like to talk to you about this more. I'd like to get some, maybe some literature that I can go deliver to yeah. um, some of these slumber houses around me. Um, yeah. That would, I, I'm trying to try to figure out how can I make this something, uh, a, a benefit uh, to our business. When we're trying to raise the the tide for the glass industry to be, um, you know, accepted at large, um, you know, this this pie of 181 million um, 
you know, wood is still dominating for railing. Okay. Aluminum is second. Composite is third. I figured other would be glass. It's not. It's not. Other is uh, some cable and some other vinyl and aluminum, uh, you know, different material extrusions. So we're trying to elevate the, the conversation to, um, you know, anyone that's calling out to replace their railing, whether that's to a glass and mirror shop, right? Because that's going to be the, the, the natural progression of somebody who's, uh, you know, looking for glass work done at their house that, you know, there's, a, there's an edge in the market that there's another source of information that might be a little more HGTV driven or something like that, that is putting the idea into the head of a consumer who says, we want a new railing. Why wouldn't we do glass? Hey, you remember Brad did some glass, did our glass shower door, right? We're trying to elevate the whole, uh, the whole category to do it. And I think there's uh, some sales opportunities with the distribution chain that, um, you know, that we're building where, um, you know, the product would be available, the hardware, the lighting um, and components would be available with or without the glass um, and, and work for you, Brad. Um, also, I, you know, there's a lot of deck builders out there um, that are have been booked for the year for two months. Booked, mm -hmm. booked out. And, and so, you know, the opportunity from a partnership to understand who that is, um, you know, and, and they can do glass, um, but it's probably not if they're booked out with, you know, 70 jobs for the rest of the year. Um, that's not their forte. Would they be interested in subcontracting that out and allowing you to help sell um, and, you know, you keep your part of the package and and convert some of his customers to glass which benefits you both by a higher dollar range than doing aluminum spigots and or pickets and and offer you an opportunity to subcontract and merge that way i think there's i think there's some synergistic opportunities there in certain markets in particular you definitely want to find the niche and uh you know deck builders don't typically have you know the glass racks um, or, you know, all the tooling, you know, I mean, no, that's you know, no, that's why I've so, got slabs in a box. Well, right, right. But I still would like to be able to provide that service to the deck builder and not have them get the idea. Hey, I can do it without him. Right. Um, one of the, the things that uh, is always a challenge if, if you have the opportunity to run glass up the stairs um, and that sort of thing, that's going to be probably a whole different animal, right? Um, and that's where you're going to have to get the glass custom. Um, Correct. So, yeah, there's not. You can get proficient and uh, no skills uh, to tie that into the rest of the railings. Yeah, there's a customer out in um, California uh, that is, you know, he's working with a glass company, um, you know, and a glass fabricator to bring in the, the templates um, and, uh, you know, produce out a stepped glass uh, he prefers to do up the stairs. And, and that way you've got just a, a standard nest into the spigot. You're not dealing with, an, with a glass coming down across the, um, the holding power of the spigots. Um, 
and uh, and and working, you know, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand with uh, with a glass fabricator out in the Santa Cruz market um, to to. I don't know if he's subbing out some of the installation or you know doing some other custom sizes, um, but certainly on all the stairs because we're not in, intending to to have something. It's just too custom of a of a nature to to make any standardization there. Uh, what what kind of low iron do you guys have? That uh, is it closer to an Opti White or a Starfire? Or... Closer to a Starfire. It's a Grade A. Yeah, you know, you probably wouldn't know it by looking at me, but um, I actually started in this industry like 40 years ago. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've seen a lot happen in that time. You know, I've seen like a lot of our work and I was like a union glazer guy and all that, you know, commercial and uh, seen a lot of our work go to other trades. Right. Uh, um, you know, the roofers came in and started doing skylights. So we, you know, we kind of lost our sky. Sure. You know, the, the carpenters came in and started setting mirrors, you know, ah, so, you know, lost our mirrors, you know. And then, um, you know, iron workers came in, started taking, you know, like our railings and stuff like that. Um, and really, this is how I ended up in the frameless glass uh, part of the, the industry is because I found here's a place where other crafts really don't want to get involved. They're afraid of this. You know, so so like the carpenters don't want to do frameless shower doors. And even if you do make, um, you know, these railings very simple and to, to buy and install, I, I don't think a lot of these contractors are going to really want to do it themselves. I think they really are going to want glass guys to do it because it's kind of like, you know, Brad was talking about, you know, I mean, there's going to be some aspects of every project that are going to get a little tricky. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're going, coming upstairs or even just moving the glass around um, right. up and downstairs and stuff like that. I mean, you don't want just any guy, you know, any helper guy uh, carrying around the Starfire glass, you know, right. I mean, it's so easy to scratch. It's so easy to two change. by four is not a piece of glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And every bit of it shows, you know, and this is something that you look at It's a finished product, something that you look at really close, something that you look through all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as long as you're in this kind of a higher end part of the heavy glass um, installation, industry. Yeah. I think, I think our jobs are pretty safe. I, I think it takes a level of skill that, that, you know, most people just don't have. And, 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 you know, the networking opportunity here is, is, is awesome, right? Because that's, that's, that's what, uh, that's part of the aim, part of the goal here um, is to, you know, figure out how do we, I've, I've talked a lot about, okay, I've got the, you know, the, the one set of experience is the, is the building material contractor. And now is this exciting, you know, glazing side of it. And I'm trying to stitch them together is probably the, the, the most common term that I've said is how do I take the experiences here of working with builders and, and supply and the like, but how do I work with and bring and stitch these two together? And, and that's why I have both products because typically where there's an opportunity for one, there's an opportunity for two. Um, and, and they serve different, different needs, um, right? I'm not gonna have a spigot 
doing a Miami Dade test um, and, and performing when you're only pinching at the bottom uh, versus something that's clamped off and, and you know, can take a, a 13 sixteenths plus uh, glass. Any other questions? Don't be shy. Come on. Uh, question for you. So uh, I'm guessing most of the people here are from the States. Uh, unfortunately, from Canada. So I'm kind of yeah. stuck up here. Um, here we've had a big uh, inflood of phasers coming into the residential space because at one point there was quite a bit of money into it. And now because compared to you guys, we're very tiny. Like it's a big country, but there's only 30 million people here. Right. Um, now, I don't know if you guys have it down there, but Home Depot offers like aluminum railings with like uh, six more glass, which has like pretty much tanked um, a certain section and everybody's starting to undercut themselves. Do you ever see this kind of ending up like a Home Depot product, um, whether from you or maybe like a competitor that comes out? Um, just because I'm, I, lo I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. It's just right. in glass I've seen, like everybody's got the same spigot. I've had five different hardware companies be like, buy my spigot, buy my spigot. And it's the same spigot with just a different brand name. Right. 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 So yeah. that's, that's my only concern. Like, yeah, it's great. And I'd love to get on, on it, you know, before it blows up. That's the best time. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, kind of what was said earlier, it's like glass is very technical, but in Canada, people don't care, man. We're, they're, they're stupid cheap here. And this was my part of the frustration. Yeah, I mean, I talked to um, um, a manufacturer in Canada who, um, you know, was interested in private labeling our product and bringing it through their supply chain and distribution network, and um, and it was it was on the hardware side, and um, you know, I gave a fair price, and and uh, he's like, it's not even close. So I'm I'm I've heard from other sources that um, that it's an inexpensive market. I. You know, for for 20 years, I've heard about you know um, you know you have to get Canada certification. You have to get Canada certification, and in the decking world, it was um, nearly impossible. And uh, I mean, literally, there was 75 people in a room that were screaming in celebration in 2003, I think, uh, when the company I worked for got a certification that took like two and a half years to get. Um, so I don't understand the six mil glass thing. Um, I, I don't see this. Our strategy is not to make this a Home Depot product. We want to increase the frameless glass category. I I applaud um, if it's a, a you know multiple people's um, you know even framed glass, but I think the framed is what is is really driving that that price down uh, because they get some support from a post, they get some support from a bottle cha bottom channel and a top channel, and and then they can just slide in a really skinny piece of glass in there. So it's not our strategy. Uh, we want to stay at that upper tier, um, and uh, you know, can continue to to deliver. If anything, uh, I mean, I foresee us required to be, but I foresee a percentage of any standardization. If if we do, um, is going to be required to be laminate, which is going to drive the price up even more. So that's our next move not to make a six mil um our our next move is to to make a nine sixteenths <laughs> or or bigger so nice. well and kind of and kind of add to that um what i've noticed is at least in my region here in maryland um 84 lumbers your lumber houses um there are there are a lot of those guys are reaching out because they're getting sick and tired of 
these cookie cutters, the mm -hmm. overseas mass produced uh, concepts. Um, people are getting tired of it. They're, they're starting to open up and are willing to, uh, you know, see a, a, a more value in an all glass aspects. I mean, I guess you can look over in Europe and see where our trends are when it comes to our glass stuff. Yeah. Um, it's starting to trend this way. I, again, it's happening. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I've talked to some major, major, you know, billion dollar players in the outdoor living space and, um, you know, they're, uh, just, I mean, people that I know, uh, right. And I've, I've been associated with and, and they're looking at it like, uh, uh, saying, you know, if, if you're a, a railing manufacturer today, um, and you're not rethinking your glass program, um, you know, then, then you're on the vine. So I, you know, I don't mean to, um, I think the best reaction to that, Chris, you sharing your story of, of, you know, having displacement, um, you know, as trades move. And, and, and I felt that in the decking area when there was no hailstorms because every roofing contractor suddenly built decks. Um, and, uh, and then a hailstorm comes and suddenly they, they don't anymore. But I think the glass is coming and it's been from frameless glass uh, showers. It's been from the frameless window trend, the modern, you know, I mean, even our farmhouses in the last decade turned into a modern farmhouse, right? That's how they describe them in, in all of the journals and all the trade magazines and, and, and the DIYs and the like. So there's a, a modernism that's, you know, really holding and grasping. And, and I think to be proactive, you know, I think is where this is kind of, our conversation is circling um, into Maryland, um, you know, and, and reaching out and saying, hey, you know, this is my business. Like, how can I help? How can we partner? Who's, you know, who is moving first and how do we get in touch with them? There's a, a local um, glass art design in, in Minneapolis here who who did, you know, the first Olivetro uh, uh, balustrade, which I think we're going to have to reschedule for this one. If, if you'll have me, um, to talk about that one, uh, I'd love to, love to hit that one too, nice. but, um, you know, they did their first install, you know, kind of under my watch, if you will. And, and, um, you know, they, they, you know, they're targeting the right customers, the right custom builders and semi-custom builders in the Minneapolis market. And, and then I'm going out and taking a job and hashtagging all over, you know, Minneapolis builders and, and uh, you know, luxury custom, all of that and, and, and push it, um, you know, make those connections. Um, don't single yourself into a shower. Don't single yourself into, uh, you know, just the, the specialty, um, you know, one-offs glass railing is growing with or without me. I'm going to say that, right? Frameless glass railing is growing in the, in the, in North America with or without me. And, um, you know, if that's the message that comes out of here, reach out to all channel. We're in the construction industry. That's lumber, that's timber, that's, you know, that's, that's plumbing, that's electrical, you know, all of it, uh, that's land development and excavators and, and the like, um, you know, reach out with what you want to do and, and what you want to claim on the job, I would say, you know, um, frequently and, 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 um, and quickly. Chris, I'd like to add a comment, a couple of comments if I could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike, you did an amazing job on this and it's really good, but what a lot of guys have to understand if they're going to get into this, they have to completely, uh, 
understand everything involved in their business practices. Uh, it is totally different than frameless shower doors. You need different tools, different skill sets. Safety requirements are over the top as far as, especially when you're getting down on uh, higher levels and you have to strap yourself in for fall, fall protection, carrying glass up, multiple glass, or maybe sometime getting a, a lull to get it up into the higher elevations and caseloads. It's, it's certainly not the same as doing frameless shower doors. However, I wouldn't even think about worrying about Home Depot or lumberyards or anything else. This is for a skilled laborer. The average contractor, if he went and he bought it at Home Depot, he would do it once <laughs> and, and he would never do it again. And you realize just in frameless shower doors, the skills that you guys have I mean, if this contractor did it once, you're doing it 50, 100 times. You're doing it so much more. You've run across so many more things that could go wrong that you've already learned from. There's no reason in the world for them to try and do it themselves. I wouldn't be worried about the lumber yards. They need you bad. And you can make a good living at it. Because this is not an easy job, but it's a beautiful job when it's done. That's exactly what I'm saying, Bill, to be honest with you. That's why these people are reaching out to us. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's at a sheer necessity, at a sheer need, because yeah. everybody else is screwing it up. Yeah, there's money there, and they want it. They don't want to do the work. They need somebody to do the work. I, I say Absolutely. it all the time when Angie's List calls me. You guys ought to be paying me, because without the contractors, <laughs> you don't have a business. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Why are why are we paying you for leads? You ought to be paying us so that you can keep your business. Because if we stopped, you're out of business. Well, say it's the same thing here. These guys aren't going to want to do this. You know, you may get uh, one or two. Big deal. There's a. This is a beautiful product. Very well made. You should be able to sell it for anything you want if you want to do the job. The other thing you have to consider: there's a weather component that comes in with railings that you don't get with frameless shower doors for the most part. Most of your work is outside where at least you're inside doing the doors. Uh, and that's, that's a whole lot to learn about pricing and, and layout and possibly even permitting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, where uh, a lot of, a lot of this doesn't apply. You'll have inspectors involved and, you know, yep. that kind of thing. And, you know, different heights for different regions, different wind loads, different, yep. you know, laminations, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff plays a factor. It's a it's definitely a different world of, of a business than a standard shower door. Um, fortunately, we get into a lot of commercial. We get in a lot of glass railings, all glass entries, mm -hmm. um, you know, that kind of thing. And it, it takes a different breed of uh people um the precision that we have in our shower doors it, it translates extremely extremely well um to railings and that kind of thing but you definitely have a whole different dynamic when it comes to logistics and that kind of thing totally yeah. and, and so don't jump in it without doing your homework <laughs> make sure you do your homework on it because it's a great product and you will be a valuable uh contractor to somebody and don't it, give it away. I appreciate you adding that, Bill, because uh, yeah. there's the the dynamics of, of at the level that you guys are operating at. I, I, I don't mean to make it too easy, um, um, 
but but uh, but it is a sizable opportunity. It is. Appreciate, okay. your, appreciate your input. It's a huge opportunity. I mean, you, you did a great job, Mike. Um, yeah. It's just so a lot of the guys that are starting out say, oh, this is a good opportunity, but you've got to start realizing everything involved in it. Once you understand it, you've got a good head on your shoulders and you get into it. You can make a good business just doing glass railings. You really could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um would we be able to do kind of like a pseudo cold call with one of us and you just, I want to see how you approach like a prospective client with it. Just because like I said, in my region, at least everybody's cheap. <laughs> so um, I'm just curious to see like, I don't know, just what you got, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They, you know, glass railings are not for everybody. So, right. you know, I don't know if you're going to get cheap that are going to want glass railings. That's not your customer. Right. I, I, I truly believe that. I, I think what I'm, I'm saying more of like, it's somebody that wants a glass railing, but how do we upsell them to this? Because you talked about good and great, right? Let's say regular glass railing is good, but this is great, right? Um, okay. I don't know what the prices are in the States, but here, like uh, Canadian-wise, it's like 200 bucks a linear foot, give or take, depending the area. Uh, I guess in America, that works out to be like, I don't know, like 150, 160 USD. Right. Um, so how do I upsell this? So I mean, you're, question, I guess. So you're going to be, you know, so you're going to be in the 250 to push in 300 uh, for this system. Uh, it would be more like 320, 350, 320. I guess, because uh, okay. with labor, and this seems a lot more labor intensive. Sure. Just, right. Because I've got to connect wires, run wires, put it in a box. That's like at least double the labor. Plus, I've got to coordinate with people putting in the deck or the stone. It's, right. uh, it sounds complicated. Now, don't forget, not every job is going to require lighting. So yeah, that's right. So this is this is the box. (laughs) (laughs) If you can see. Yeah. Okay. So so that's not that's not too difficult. But um, you know, compared to a frame system, um, you know, or or even a a, maybe a post system, right? That's got some six mil in it. Um, you know, we chose the 12 mil for a reason. We want to be at that upper tier. Um, you know, Mark. Uh, Mark Benecki, who's behind, who's the Australian, um, he wanted to make the strongest spigot on the planet, and and um, you know, and and to to for his market in Australia, 12 millimeter is is about twice the thickness of what's typically used over there, um, and the like. So uh, we talk about the you know leverage our strengths, um, right? Of of having a spigot that is warranted, um, having a rail system that is certified not just for fencing, but truly for a guardrail application, having illumination, having Wi-Fi, right? All of those things are differentiators um, that connect to it. The matte black finish, uh, the typical powder coat that's used out there is an epoxy based. And epoxy is notorious for having some chalk out. Uh, so we have an upgraded finish on the matte black. You know, those are the core components that differentiate the product offering um, stronger, safer, clearer illumination, you know, ease of operation from having Wi-Fi capable. Um, those are your, those are your, you know, that's your bread and butter, um, to bring into the conversation. Those that's your, that's your gun in the fight. Awesome. Well, Mike, I really want to thank you for coming on. I mean, you did a great job and we'll definitely have you come back on again and, and talk some more another time. Um, so uh, we've been talking with Mike Kennard uh, of uh, Hidden Step Marketing. And uh, 
I was going to ask you how to get in touch, you know, to to um, get more info. But I see that Rob has already posted all of your contact info in the That's chat. That's awesome. So the Instagram, TikTok, you name it, all that's in there. Um, And uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be following up. I'm sure all of us uh, have some more questions. Um, Thanks again. You did a great job. It was an excellent uh, presentation. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the questions and and feedback Um, means a lot to uh, make my way into the into the industry and, and have your support. Awesome. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.